It's unfortunately a very bittersweet week in the National Football League, but we here on Just Talking are still talking. I'm Tom Hannafin. She's Jordan Black. Uh, there's a lot of things to get to this week that it's just kind of, um, you know, one of those points in the summer, Jordan, where I'm sitting there being like, man, I miss the NFL and these headlines pop up and some good, some bad, some on the field, some off the field. And it's just, uh, it, if anything, this week reminded me of the human side of what football is. What, did, what about you? Such a good point. Um, and I think we'll get to that. Um, but as we do best, we continue to press forward. And I think actually that's such a beautiful thing about sports is that it takes us away from a lot of bad or just life or just things that are going on in the world. And we get to talk about what's generally a good thing. And I think that's why a lot of us got into this business is that it takes you away from just everything that's going on in life. Um, and it's generally positive. And so um, there are some positive things going on, whether it's like where somebody going to end up or just, you know, we're a few, few days closer to the season getting started. And I, that's positive in my book. Oh, it's great. I, they just announced when a lot of the training camps are going to open up. I think the earliest one is like July 18th. I'm like, fantastic. yeah, I'm like looking at my calendar. I mean, that's not I can't count that that far ahead. But I mean, what, like a little less than a month, 20 days, we're, 20 days, we're pretty 20, close. 19, 18. I don't know. <laughs> we're close. So you were mentioning kind of who's going where and the biggest person that people really are talking about right now in terms of who's going where at least this week, is former Minnesota uh, Vikings running back Dalvin Cook. Now, last time you and I were on here, we were talking about where's DeAndre Hopkins going? Um, yeah. Who else were we talking about? There's another player we were talking about. Stephon Diggs, was was he Stephon going to, yeah. to minicamp or was he not? Yeah, and he, well, he was. Yeah. So uh, DeAndre Hopkins is still out there, but Dalvin Cook is the new hot-button name that everybody's been talking about just because yeah. – uh, he, he he's done with the Minnesota Vikings, and there was a report that came out earlier this week that said uh, he's got quote multiple offers on the table. Uh, from uh, I read online, there is an offer from uh, the Miami Dolphins, which is his hometown team, so that's encouraging. Yeah. I also read certain reports that were unconfirmed, saying uh, the Patriots having interest, the Jets having interest, yeah. and maybe even the Browns having interest. Yeah, I feel like everybody is just picking the Jets as where a free agent should go right now because it reminds totally. me of my Philadelphia Eagles once upon having a quote unquote dream team. And they're like, we got Vince young as the backup quarterback. And it's like, okay, not everybody needs to be on this team, but Dalvin cook, at least the dolphins feels tangible. How did you feel about that? I feel good about it. And I, I saw one more um, team to the Broncos, but I, I have a sales pitch for Dalvin cook to Miami. And, and maybe my bias will show because I grew up in South Florida and in my whole growing up in South Florida, the dolphins weren't good. They, they just weren't relevant. And, and maybe it's also because I grew up in a, a household that loved college sports, but we just didn't care a lot about um, the NFL. And maybe that's weird to admit, but I, I, I think he fits there for a number of reasons. Like they just need a consistent run game presence and he could be the guy. He doesn't want to be a guy on a team. Um, He could be the guy and he's got vision. He's got quickness. He's got elusiveness. He's like uh, the right fit there. Right. And then he can alleviate pressure on Tua. I mean, he can do that for a, for a lot of teams, right? But, I mean, it's good there. He's also a receiving threat. Again, all of these sales pitches are going to fit into a lot of teams, but I like it for the Dolphins because they were a somewhat contender last year, okay? Um, and he can help this team. 
help out with the short passing game, intermediate passing game. I, I like that for the Dolphins. Offensive line has needed improvement. And if you kind of help alleviate some pressure again on Tua there um, to mitigate some of those deficiencies that are still on the O-line, again, I, I just I, I really like this fit. And then I have to pull up a quote because he's the perfect offensive scheme fit. And he said in a recent appearance on um, XM Radio, it's an exciting situation to go into because as a running back, you look for a certain scheme and I know a scheme I'm good in and that's outside zone. That's exactly what the Dolphins are running. So, um, yeah, they have they have some guys, but not the guy. And Dalvin Cook, I mean, a, a good fit all around. I think Dalvin Cook makes a lot of sense there. And here's why. When you look at the teams in the top 10 in terms of salary cap space, very few of them are contenders. If he was to go to a team that is in the top 10, he would basically have to be accepting that he's not going to make the playoffs and that he's simply doing this for the money. What it tells me is that, first of all, this is a guy who already got his big money deal in Minnesota. So he is set for life. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, if you want to be on a contender, there's just very slim pickings. That's why when I heard the, the Patriots, eh, when I heard the Jets, okay, yeah, um, I think people are trying to force the Browns. Eh, I don't mm -hmm. think the Broncos are going to make a huge about face off of last year just because Sean Payton's there. Yeah. To, yeah, like Russell Wilson is still going to Russell Wilson. So I, I think it makes sense. Here's my concern. This team will go only as far as Tua allows it in that Tua is a, a very solid, capable starter in this league, but he has – serious health concerns to the point that his career has even been questioned of whether or not it could continue on. And then Dalvin cook adds to those injury concerns. Dalvin yeah. cook. If you're anybody who's bothered to pick him up in fantasy football over the last few years, one year, he could be the greatest running back ever. The next season it's feast or famine and it's often famine. So I, that's my concern is the injuries. Bringing up fantasy football is, is, is such a good tie into what we have to talk about later, but um, durability concerns are, are, are such a good point. But like, I guess the optimist in me says anyone can get hurt. And yes, okay, people who have injuries like are more injury prone, right? Um, but I think with Dalvin Cook, and we can get to Tua, he's proven that he's dealt with some injury, but then he can kind of come back and, and produce at a high level. And yes, like now you're adding age every single season, but um. My positive vibe or, or positive, you know, energy is just saying, you know, any person is going to have an injury concern. And I think he's proven to be highly productive and whatever team gets him is going to get a highly productive back. So like how much can he produce for, for a team at this point in his career? I think he still can be the guy on a team. Um, and I don't think he wants to go somewhere um, where, where he's the second guy. So yeah, I think injuries are concerned, but who, who are they not? We're now for, for Tua, um, you know, I do worry about that, but I I did think last year we saw such a significant shift in Tua under Mike McDaniel. Like, and again, there were some injuries that were beyond what could just ha I, I the the concussions of it all. I mean, I, I'd like to say those were beyond like what his body. You know what I mean? Like, I I don't even know how to say it. Like his those were beyond his control, and not that all injuries any injury is in your control, but right? That's just 
something that's uh, I, I think you hit the nail on the head in terms of this offensive line has struggled. They've not necessarily built that core of uh, the way that they need to for the future. And they tried to a little bit in the draft, but it just wasn't necessarily something eye popping on that front. Not having a running game was really a challenge last year. So yeah, if they were adding Dalvin cook, maybe that is somewhat of the answer. I just don't think it's, you know, the silver bullet, so yeah. to speak. There you go. And who we doesn't want to play at home? Oh, yeah. Would love that. An easy drive, easy to see the family, get everybody tickets. No, no problem. Uh, we were talking a little bit about fantasy football, and I think I know where you were going with this, is that often when you're playing fantasy football, sometimes there's a little money on the line. Mm -hmm. And even if you're not playing fantasy football, nowadays, there's probably money on the line. And in the NFL, that's a no-no. Uh, we learned yesterday that Colts corner and kick returner Isaiah Rogers and a number of NFL players are basically facing year long suspensions. This is something that uh, Atlanta Falcons wide receiver Calvin Ridley uh, understood, unfortunately, very sternly last year. Uh, the rules have been laid out by the National Football League of what you can and cannot do with sports gambling, and they are very, very strict. You cannot bet on the NFL, period. You cannot bet at the team facility you cannot join a sports book in season you cannot bet during road travel you cannot bet at the team hotel the list goes on and on and it's basically don't gamble yeah. and it and my thought is you know obviously i understand there's a lot of players in the national football league who are not making the truckload of money that we're looking at a patrick mahomes and jalen hurts bringing right. in the list goes on and on but still you have to ask the question is it worth it I, I personally don't think it's worth it. And maybe it's because I'm a rule follower. And like when you join any type of employer, the NFL being one of them, there are rules, right? You and I are employed by certain companies. There are certain things we can and cannot do. Um, if you are employed by the NFL, you cannot bet. That is just a rule. But I is the league too strict by banning these guys or, or suspending them rather for the whole season? I think it might be the case because here's why. Um, a whole season is probably unfair and not everything is black and white. And I think we've seen that. I, I'd like to tie it into kind of what a lot of times what the NCAA has done really wrong. Um, not everything is black and white. And, and it was kind of prior to NIL stuff. Um, it, it should be on a case-by-case -case basis, right? So to me, like giving insider information about your team and, and the swaying a game is way worse than playing in fantasy football, right? Um, I think we can all agree on that. But if you follow the rules and you're just smart and you just kind of do what you're supposed to do, then you should be good to go. Here's the thing. Sometimes when you join or a lot of times when you get into the NFL, you might be 21, and you're young and you get all this money and you're like, what do I do with it? Now, a lot of guys, you buy a car, you buy nice clothes, you buy the Louis Vuitton duffel bag, whatever you want. And then you might get into something funny and someone's spending your money and you don't know or you're spending it and you're doing something funky. I think the NFL cannot be too blatant about these rules. So some of the rules that you read on there, like I even think they can be a little confusing. Don't play daily fantasy football. To me, I'm like, just put don't play fantasy football on there. Right, just make it black and white. Yeah, I, I'm like, not everything's black and white. Actually, something should be. I agree. It, it, to me, the year-long suspension is a deterrent. It is, hey, don't do this at all. So I, I kind of look at that as being kind of a fair perspective. I agree with you that there should be some rules that are a little bit more 
defined so that the players understand it and we're all on the same sheet of music. But again, I come back to him like if you're if you're a player, like even if you're just a player who's like, hey, I have confidence in our team that we're going to win this weekend, not because you have some inside information or even that it's a, a Pete Rose situation where you're betting mm-hmm. against your own team like, man, we're going to lose this weekend, something like that still. Is it worth it to sacrifice hundreds of thousands and if not hundreds of thousands, hundreds of millions of dollars if you're in that position? Now, every player outside of Calvin Ridley that we've mentioned is not making millions, tens of millions, hundreds of millions. So you're sitting there being like, oh, you're robbing this guy of the opportunity. Here's my argument. How many guys are in the CFL, the USFL, the XFL and NCAA football, high school football right now all coming for your spot? and you're a kick returner Mm -hmm. for a middle-of-the-road team in the AFC South, and you're gambling, don't risk it. Yes. Like, that's exactly it. Just follow the rules of your employer. And in these cases, it's the NFL, and then it's your team. And and, and you just have – I mean, you listed them, Tom. It's a few rules, but like uh, in the article we were referencing, there are six key rules, and they're pretty simple. Now I said they could be a little more outright – but you can't bet on the NFL. You can't bet when you're around with the team. Don't share the insider information. Don't play fantasy football. They're kind of laid out for you. And if you don't understand them, I, I think that somebody will help. And I think that you, there's too much on the line to lose. Yeah, and also one I think was don't have a friend bet for you, which in the civilian world is a very common thing. People yeah. do that all the time. Uh, but at the same time, this is a point where – this isn't just you go down the street and you hand some cash to a bookie. This is all documented. This is all online. They get your social security number. They know where that money is going to eventually. Yeah. They will catch you. And it's not like the National Football League isn't digging into all that stuff. So I don't know. I, I look at this and like, yeah, to see somebody lose an entire year of their career and potentially be blackballed now because of that. I, I think that's brutal. Um, I, I don't know if I can use the word unfair for that, considering the rules have been spelled out. And the question I have is that does the NFL maybe need to lighten up on this in any way or are they being too strict? And is this just kind of the advent of gambling, online gambling, that this is the byproduct, unfortunately? Well, I I think I'd answer your question with like your response or a question of what about all those people who are coming for your spot? What about all those other people who would who would follow the rules or who would be equally as good and just maybe got overlooked or were injured during a, a combine or a tryout or went to a smaller school or played overseas or whatever the case may be that are, are ready for the opportunity. And I, I think, like you said, no matter if you're making Pat Mahomes contract or the contract of the punt returner, you, your, your contract is, is, is good enough to get you going for for a a year um, or a few years in the league. And so somebody is going to be ready to take your spot. And I just, I think next man up mentality, someone's going to follow the rules. And I just, I I think I kind of go back to just follow the rules of your employer. People are going to disagree with us though, Tom, because a lot of people think betting is not bad. I, I don't disagree with betting. I just think if that, if your employer is setting this thing, just abide by it especially when the compensation is as astronomical as it is yeah. as a professional athlete. That's, yeah. that's my point. And I know we're sounding like a lot of squares and just <laughs> all the rules do this thing, but that. like, 
it, it's kind of what uh, Charles Barkley was talking about when John Morant of the Memphis Grizzlies recently got in trouble for waving around a gun on Instagram Live. He was like, hey, even though that might not be illegal, you're getting paid millions and millions of dollars. The rules are different. Normal rules, normal things just yeah. don't apply to you. If anything, uh, the, the scrutiny is higher. So that, that would be my advice if somebody was like, should I gamble? I'm an active athlete. No, just just don't do it. Yeah, I think there are a lot of other ways we can have fun and spend our money. And like you said, we that sounded very squarish. And spend your money on <laughs> futures because that's what basically our juke or tackle segment is all about. It's our version of buy or sell. If you heard it on our first episode, I know that you guys have followed that by the millions. So you probably understand what we're talking about. Right. But this is juke or tackle, buy or sell, essentially. Our first subject is the Dallas Cowboys will not make the playoffs this year. This is why you can bet futures on this sort of thing. And it's just fine for us normal people. Jordan, the Cowboys will not make the playoffs this year. Juke or tackle? I am juking, so I'm saying they will make the playoffs. Just just for clarification for folks who may Thank not you. have listened last time, you know, just making sure everyone's on the same page. Um, I think the Cowboys have one of the best overall rosters in the NFC. And I think it, it sounds so silly to say this out loud. They were a little tired last year crazy season and Jerry Jones had that insistence that Zeke was such a vocal part of the offense when we saw him kind of at the tail end of his peak if you will this year we're going to see Tony Pollard and and get back as the featured back I, I, I like what we saw of Dak last year um and I think we'll continue there's so many Dak haters I'm not one of them um and the defense is already top notch so I am juking and saying the Cowboys will make the playoffs this year I am tackling this one. Oh. Yes, the Cowboys went 12 and 5 last year. Yes, I am a Philadelphia Eagles fan. Yeah, bias, but bad. let's be really honest. Dak wasn't that good last year. Okay. Dak had a boatload of turnovers, especially in the back half of the season, and especially when it counted come playoff time in their one playoff game, which they lost. Here's my thought. I don't think Dak Prescott is progressing. If anything, last year when he was coming back from injury, Everybody was expecting him to pick up where he'd left off in 2021, which his numbers were on an MVP trend in 2021, and then he gets hurt. Everybody was hoping and expecting he was going to come back stronger and better than ever. He didn't. He really didn't. Look at this receiving core. It's C.D. Lamb, uh, who looks like he's probably going to get somewhere in the neighborhood of $25 million once his rookie deal expires. Then it's the eternal promise of Michael Gallup that he's some, you know, one wide receiver in waiting. No, he's a two. He's a three at best. Cavante mm -hmm. Turpin is an excellent kick returner, but it's yet to be proven if he's some sterling slot receiver of some kind. They still have not filled the void from Amari Cooper. I like what they have at tight end. I think they have a deep, inexpensive young tight end group that the loss of Dalton Schultz is not going to hurt them as much. Ferguson is going to step up. I like Schoonmaker out of Michigan as a Penn State guy. I got to watch, uh, watch a lot of them. So I, I think they're going to have weapons, but I think this team is going to fall short. And I think it's because, A, I'm not counting out the Eagles to win the NFC East. That would be the first time you back-to-back -back NFC East champions in, I don't know, nearly two decades. And I think the Giants potentially could outgun the Cowboys next season. I think a lot of people are sleeping on the Giants. The way they were trending at the end of last season, I feel better about than the Cowboys. So I'm tackling the Cowboys missing the playoffs. Okay. Uh, our next topic, Juker tackle. Kansas City Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes will win his third MVP in 2023. Juker tackle. This was the easiest one of the day. Um, an easy tackle because w the – 
we have to believe in Patrick Mahomes until he gives us a reason not to. Um, best player in the league uh, until proven otherwise, right? Best quarterback in the league until proven otherwise. Um, his receiving core is improved um, starting the season with Kadarius Toney, um, every bit as explosive as as Tyreek Hill, um, who he, he proved help, helped him look like a better quarterback. So um, Sky Moore too, um, MVS. So um, I, I like his weapons, but um, I, I think he, he just shows us every year that he gets better and better. And so my, my train of thought here is just believe in Pat Mahomes until he gives us a reason not to believe in him. I, I tackle this as well. I do believe Pat Mahomes wins his third MVP. Uh, that would tie him for third with a number of legends, but he'd be second only to Aaron Rodgers' four and Peyton Manning's five MVPs, which is the most all-time. So, like, he's already in just some amazing company. I think the Pat who thing that came out of Bengals wide receiver Jamar Chase very recently – just a little bulletin board material. And again, as oh, an yeah. Eagles guy, I know what Andy Reid's all about. He's one of those coaches that will take this much bulletin board material. And then even if you did just win a Super Bowl, it's it's kind of like what Kirby Smart did with Georgia. He brainwashed every Bulldog player that, oh, people think we're going to be seven and five. And they're like, what? It's, it's going to be that type of thing. I think the Chiefs yeah. are going to have a, a very nice path in the AFC. Absolutely. I, I like that too. I I think bulletin board material is um, fuel to your fire and as if the Chiefs need uh, <laughs> need a reason to repeat. They just got it. Yeah. Um, our final subject on juke or tackle by or sell, the New York Jets will win the Super Bowl. Juke or tackle? This is so, so bold that you even sent this. Um, like this line, it's just like so crazy to read <laughs> like this. Because it's I'm all ESPN puts on TV because Mike Greenberg is running get up, sure. But will the will Aaron Rodgers and company win a Super Bowl in his first year? No, it's so crazy. Like, sure. Well, anyways, I'm juking to answer your question. Will they be better with Aaron Rodgers? Sure. Yeah. Like, absolutely. But do I have enough information, confidence, um, film to put them in a Super Bowl, let alone have them win? Absolutely not. Like, that is just so nuts um they will and hey how about this they might not even make the playoffs given their division like i i again i just can't even get them going that far i i like aaron Rodgers. i i do think he will bring the jets to a a, a new height but I, I just cannot um i cannot put that much faith in them i completely agree i am uh, juking this, I do not buy that the New York Jets will win the Super Bowl. I'm with you. I don't even think they're going to uh, make a wild card spot. I think the Dolphins have a chance to be better. I think the Buffalo Bills will probably win the AFC East. Um, I think the New York Jets are the Dallas Cowboys of the AFC in that there's a lot of potential on the roster. There's a lot of star power, kind of like what you were just talking about with the Cowboys. But something always happens in Dallas. Something will happen with the New York Jets. And oh, by the way, Aaron Rodgers in the New York media market on hard knocks this upcoming offseason. That should be interesting TV. So uh, I, I am not buying them winning the Super Bowl. No way. I'm juking that. Um, we were talking about when we came on, Jordan, this has been a, a bittersweet week altogether. If you're an NFL fan, uh, before we even started recording here today, um, there was a, a something on social media in regards to uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers running back Leonard Fournette in a 
harrowing car accident. Um, walked away, obviously is okay, but put out stuff on social media. So that just brings you back down to earth. And then especially on Tuesday, this was far more jarring than anything else, uh, is that former NFL, uh, former Michigan Wolverine, former Arkansas Razorback quarterback, Ryan Mallett, passed away at the age of 35, unfortunately drowned uh, in the state of Florida, was a local high school coach. Um, this is just heartbreaking. It, it's giving me goosebumps. Um, it's so crazy to – one thing about somebody so young um, passing away, and I think we, sh like anything, doesn't help to send thoughts and prayers to his family. Um, and this is not about me at all, but I did spend four years of my career covering the Razorbacks, and I just know how much Ryan Mallett means to that program and to that state. And I can say without a doubt how many people hail him as hailed him as um, the best quarterback in Arkansas history. And he just meant so much to the program, not just because of like what a great quarterback he was and how he kind of helped transform the program, but just um, how kind of cool he was and, and how much like kind of swag he had. And it feels so weird and odd to talk about him like that now, just um, a few days later, but um, just a really, really special quarterback to the program and um, player to the program and um, got to chat with him a few times. Um, one time was when he was getting ready to play in the spring league, which was short lived, um, but he was so eager and excited to be part of that. And, um, and then the being a young high school coach in the state of Arkansas, again, a place that does not have a professional team. So we are in the business right now of talking about pro football and um, how meaningful it is to so many people. And just to give some perspective, in a place that does not have a professional team, college football and high school football is life. And I think to so many people, um, he was helping bring life into Whitehall and um, by providing just some mentorship and some guidance to, to so many young kids and families, not just because he was this Arkansas great, but just because he loved the game. And so I think um, it's just such a devastating loss for the football world, but especially for the state of Arkansas and, of course, for his family. I, I can't even begin to wrap my head around um, this this terrible loss for, for, for football and for everyone. So um, I just I think it was really important that we ended on that because, um, you know, these people that sometimes we know or we don't know, you feel like you know because I, I as we started, sports brings so many people together. And it's just um, the cool thing about sports and the, sometimes the sad thing about sports. Very well put. Completely agree with you. Uh, at the end of the day, this is just a game, and we're just talking. Thank you, everybody, for, everyone, for joining us. We really appreciate it.